Thanks, guys. So, as you can see, the chair's set up. Um, be moving this around in a minute. And one of the things that I've been talking about uh, since the beginning of the year is this turnaround theme that's like, let's turn around, let's get back to God in everything that we have. And in thinking about that, I was thinking about the two kingdoms that we see, all right? The two kingdoms. I was thinking about how often that people can want to be citizens of two countries. And I thought about it in the earthly terms. Back, I don't know if you remember when uh, ISIS was sort of doing stuff in the Middle East, there was people that decided we were going to go over there and help them. We're going to be, you know, fighting for ISIS. And they were, they were citizens of Australia, but they were also citizens of another country. And then we had the parliamentarians where uh, they were in parliament and it's actually, uh, I don't know if it's illegal, but it's, it's, it's wrong for them to be citizens of two countries. So there's all these members of parliament, some of them even had to resign because they were dual citizens. They were citizens of another country as well as Australia. Some of them didn't even know it at the time, or so they say. But they'd be, you know, a citizen of England and a, or Britain and a citizen of Australia or Italy and Australia, whatever it might be. And for us as people of God, I wonder sometimes if we want to live as citizens of two different countries. You know, we're, we're called out of the kingdom of darkness, the Bible says, into the kingdom of light. And what happens with that is that we are now Christians. We belong to Christ. We belong to his kingdom. And so just, just that thought was in me today is like, guys, so because we've been talking about serving and things like that, and, and you know my heart on that. I hate the word volunteer. I hate it with a passion in terms of church. I understand it. And maybe it's not a passion, but I hate it anyway. <laughs> but it, volunteer means this. I'm giving up out of my goodness for you to serve you because I'm so good and I'm just giving up my things for you. But Christians aren't that in the kingdom of God. We're just not volunteers. We've been called into the service of the king. So when, when, when you're ever here in church, we need volunteers for this, we need volunteers for that, basically that's saying to you, we want you to give up your precious time to serve Jesus and we understand how hard it is for you to serve Jesus. It's, it's really, really hard and we don't want to you know, impose on you that you should be serving God, um, but please, can you just give up some of your precious time because God needs you. It's true in a way, isn't it? Now, I'm not that harsh. It sounds harsh when I say it like that, but, but in reality, it's, it's wait a minute, <laughs> you are not giving up anything for him, really. Jesus died for you. Ron just talked about it before. Okay? Hung on the cross for your sin. And the problem is that we have this mindset of volunteerism is me giving up my things that I actually deserve to keep for him. Does that really sound like that sort of rings true with volunteer? It's like, volunteer, we need your time. We need, no, hold on. Now, I understand there's times when it's like we need times of refreshment in our life, 100%. We've been working really hard and God's saying, season's over for now. Have a rest. Have a rest. I don't want you to do anything right now except for be you in the kingdom of God, serving me where you can. Just relax for a bit. Let's build your strength up. 
because there are seasons in life. We know that there's, you know, there's the, the, the growing season, there's the fruiting season, there's the abiding season where, where we're just abiding in Christ Jesus because we just need some strength for the time ahead. But guys, we are, we are called to his kingdom. This is not a, you know, it's, it's really not that negotiable at all, is it? You know, I think the Bible pretty clearly put it. You have been bought with a price. You are not your own. You belong to him. That's pretty deep, right? That's pretty challenging in terms of who we are. We, we are not our own. And when we live in this place of feeling that we are our own, that we've got this choice in the matter, what can happen is we, we will walk down one path and what, what happened in, in case of those people wanting dual citizenship, a lot of the ones that fought with ISIS were like caught out in the middle and, and when it was all over, they're like, oh, but we want Australia. Come and get us, bring us back. We've been living in this kingdom of ISIS but we really want that kingdom. And, and for us, I think it's sometimes the same. You know, well, wait a minute, everything's gone wrong now. I've been living in this kingdom of darkness again, dabbling a little bit, and yet I want you, Jesus, now. Now, good, thank goodness, God is so gracious and kind that he will allow us to turn around and come back to him. Um, so this morning, there's like a heap of things that we put out on ministry list. We seriously do not expect every one of those things to be filled. Maybe we should. But really what it is, is a challenge for you to go and have a look. Well, actually, my life at the moment is where I can only spare this much time. Now we serve God 100%. Like I said, it's, not, it's never going to be an obligation or pressure you must do because it has to be a heart thing, you know, that we've talked about that, that God loves a cheerful giver people that are giving cheerfully so it's not like you just have to do it it's your obligation and if you don't you're a bad person no but I really want us to get hold of that heart well wait a minute I do belong to him and our way of serving the local church this isn't the only place that we serve God obviously but what what is God calling me to do here is it a simple thing like something that takes five minutes a week or half an hour every month or is it something deeper that God's actually calling you to are you feeling a tug in a ministry area that that'll be over there as well that you really feel like God wants you to get involved but you've been putting it off because you're like no I've got other things to do and I'm not talking about you just think it's a good idea I'm talking about where's that call of God on your life maybe God's calling you to something and you've just been putting it aside for year after year after year and God's going to say to you, I really want you to think about it. This morning again, all you're doing is putting your name down. The ministry leaders will get in contact with you. We're meeting next week after the lunch. Just going to gather together and just talk about it, you know. And they'll give you a call and say, hey, you put your name down for this. What do you think that looks like for you? Would you like to come and try it? Maybe you put your name down for something and you think it looks great and wonderful where God wants you. But then if you're committing for life, you go there and you're like, Actually, this is not me. That can happen. So there'll be opportunity to just go and explore and say, what do you think? And you can go, well, actually, I don't think it is for me. Maybe I'll try something else. You know, I actually don't like kids at all. Um, 
whatever it might be, but that heart, you know, that's there. So I'm going to invite up three people. Uh, Bob Parrott, please come up. I'll get you all up once. Eileen, are you there? I'll move this out of the way. And Amelia Staben. Come on, Amelia, run! <laughs> Don't trip over the hazards. We've got to be careful here. Um, guys, we're going to get, get your microphone. We might move you a little bit apart, I know, like, just so that you can take your masks off and stuff. Okay, microphone's on. This will be, I'll give it to you first, Bob. Look after it well. <laughs> so why have I got these people up? By the way, just give them a hand, please, for being so brave. <laughs> um, these are some of the people that serve at Cornerstone in different areas. And why did I call these guys up? Just because I did. <laughs> no special reason, except for I can see that they serve God in lots of different areas. And you can see um, Amelia is very young. Uh, they've got different backgrounds. They've got different ages different genders, lots of different things happening up here, different hairstyles. <laughs> um, but I just wanted them to talk a little bit about their journey and, and what it is that gave them the heart to serve God where they serve. So what I'll get you to do, first of all, is just let us know where you're serving in the church. Um, and I don't know if we should just do it one at a time or ask questions, but we can start with Bob. Bob, where do you serve in the church? Um, or should it be more, where don't you serve? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right up to you, near your mouth. It is work, yes, it is work. Yeah, so you'll often see me on the uh, front door welcoming. Um, that area of service is um, uh, something that really uh, rests in my heart. Um, I'll also do coffee, I'll do um, communion. Um, and basically anything else that's going. Not because I want to just um, uh, work in the place, it's because it's in my heart. Um, and you'll often hear me when, when people are talking to me uh, about the church and whatever, I talk about a servant's heart and I'll say to some people when I see they do something, it's obvious you've got a servant's heart. Now as Christians, we all should have that heart. Um, there are some things that the church needs to get done that we don't always like doing. But if, um, <laughs> if it's a job here in, in the church, then, um, then Jesus has given it to all of us to do. Uh, yeah. So, Bob, I just, I'm, I'm interested because if, uh, without detail, you came from a background of almost antichrist. You, you are not living for Jesus at all. Mm. Has there been a heart change in you in regard to how you view people since you've been saved and, and what he's called you to do? Most certainly. Um, and like I said, I was, I, I was 180 degrees the other way. And when I tell people that when I came to Christ, it was, for me it was inst instant. Um, you know, my heart was like broken in half and then joined back together again. And um, I can't imagine being 
where I was before now. In fact, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I love God and God loves me. Um, he saved my life more than once. Um, and yeah, I just feel led to, to do anything that, that, um, that he asked me to do. Can Sorry. I pass this on, please? Yeah, pass it on. <laughs> yeah, well, Bob, Bob cleans up his tears there. <laughs> and this is Eileen. <laughs> Neil promised that one of those trees was going to be here and he lied. <laughs> she was going to hide behind one of the figs, she said. So, Eileen, would you please tell us where you've been serving and, um, yeah, and yeah. also a little bit about your ministry area Also as well. at the door, which yeah. I sh hopefully greeted you this morning as you came in with a cheery voice. Um, I think it's really important that people are greeted with a big smile so that they know they are welcomed in the house of God because I think if Jesus was standing there, he'd do the very thing. Like, and usually as Bob does, a big hug. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that very first step through the door is probably one of the most important because that's what people judge, is that first, first little interaction. So that's, that's important to me. Um, and it's been important to me when I've been looking for, in past when I've been looking for a church, how I get greeted at the door, what response I get. So yes, um, I also have, uh, I'm an artist and it's taken me a long time to actually admit that I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Still struggle sometimes, but anyway. Artists, anonymous. <laughs> um, it came to my attention some time ago that th this church is full of creative people. I mean, just look at our music team. A lot of the songs that we sing are written by the people in this church. And I think that is just amazing and such a blessing. But within the congregation, there are also a lot of creative people. And I was thinking, somebody needs to do something about this. Somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to get these people together. Um, you know that times when that happens and then this little voice in the head says, <coughs> Actually, actually, um, I think you need to do that. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> um, I've had that happen a number of times in my life. I still don't get onto it real quick. Um, anyway, so I thought, well, what can I do? And so I, I stood up here a couple of years ago and did this, what I thought was a terribly inspiring talk. <laughs> but it obviously wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we started gathering um, once, a once, once a month on a Saturday afternoon between two and five uh, and a number of, well, the smallest amount of people that have been there has been two, um, but that was only once and anywhere between say six, seven and twelve and it's, it wasn't quite what I had in my mind because I had quite grandiose ideas. Um, and maybe those grandiose ideas will be taken up by someone else and actually come to fruition somewhere in the future. But I thought because there are so many people with so many different abilities, wouldn't it be great if we could teach each other? Wouldn't it be great if we could have people come in and not only learn crafts and different stuff, but also learn a bit about Jesus and the love of Jesus as well? 
Um, I, th I think partially for me, because I came from a church where I was a fairly high profile and did a lot of things, and I stepped back and thought, I've got to, enough of that. Now I've just got to just be still and just be me and get fed rather than the feeding. And I think I've struggled with that even doing this because I'm still, have still been in that mode of I don't want to take on anything big. And I'm sorry about that. Um, but I'm hoping that, well, I'm actually leaving soon and so I'm hoping someone with much more energy will take this on and, and have workshops, organise workshops where people can come and learn the, the different things that, that you guys all do, whether it's writing, whether it's singing, whether it's, whether it's uh, how to write songs, whether it's how to write plays, whether it's dancing, whether it's how to cook a great donut, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. And all of that stuff is God's creativity within us. You know, God says the very first, the very first line in the Bible is, you know, God created. And then verse 27, he created man in his own image. And then he said it again, in his image, he created them. So every single person in this room and out there have got God's creativity within them. And whether that's to make a great donut, whether that's to make an amazing, beautiful salad for your family, whether that's to crochet something beautiful, whether that's to make an amazing tapestry, Neil, <laughs> um, whether it's a painting, what, whatever that is, God's given you that. And I know for myself... Sorry, I'm rambling. That's good. Um, <laughs> you keep rambling. For myself, when I paint something and stand back and look at it, I used to stand back and look at it and go, oh, geez, that's wrong, that's wrong. And why did I use that colour there? And oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. And now I'm able to actually stand back, hopefully, most of the time and look at something and go, gee, I like that, that's pretty cool. But I also know where that, gee, that's pretty cool, has come from. Once upon a time it was all about me and what I could do and now it's all about what he does through me. It's still me doing it, but the gift I have has come directly from God and that's where it comes out. And that's for each of us, you know, whatever that is. And I think most people look and think, well, I'm not creative. But if you look around at the things that you do, even the garden, you know, that's creative. And the donuts, they're amazingly creative. You know, all, all that stuff that you do, is creativity and you're creative because that's who you are. That's God, who, how God made you to be. And when you get excited about something that you've finished, even pull a cake out of the oven and go, my goodness, look at that, isn't that amazing? That's God giving you that, that God says to you, yeah, yeah, look at that, see? I showed you how to do that and I want you to enjoy that. It's important. Creativity has been ignored for a long time as, as it doesn't matter. It's insignificant. It's not. It's really not. Yeah. It's God's and it's important. And our churches should be beautiful, not just white walls, but they should be beautiful because that's who God is. And when you think about the, 
the, the temple, Solomon's temple, and all the craftsmen that he had and the things that he made, my goodness me, that's our God. Mm. Anyway. Very good. So, <laughs> may I say that our white walls are a blank canvas. And so the painting out the front in the foyer is one that Eileen did. Yeah. <laughs> And I just love Eileen had just said then that it's actually when it used to be about me, but mm. when God gets hold of your gift, your talent, your ability, yeah. it's turned into a worship of him. Absolutely. And there's so much more joy in it. Yeah. And it's so less threatening. Yes. So less threatening. Yeah, no, beautiful. So All I right. can blame him when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, God. <laughs> this is Amelia. So Amelia, could you just share a little bit about yourself? Um, how you came to Cornerstone and where you've been serving because I think it's actually, for me, it's been one of the really lovely journeys to see because you're obviously, like, to the world, you're sort of invisible, you know, you're sort of just there, but (laughs) that's where you want to be, yet at the same time, I I know that you're involved in a a fair few things, so just have... How about you just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're involved at the moment. Uh, I work in uh, the kids' church and also doing help out the back with a projector. So when your words don't appear, that's me. (laughs) 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 Oh, and communion. I forget about that one. Um, But mostly, I suppose, kids' church is really... It's very enjoyable. It can be very challenging at times, but... um, it's such a joyous experience to work with children and you get to do things that are quite creative as well. Um, for example, the, the Christmas nativity last year was really a lot of fun. Um, we did a little film which had some rocky moments and some minor setbacks, but it was a lot of fun despite the, you know, the long hours and the sore throat at yelling at kids after you know a whole day of filming um (laughs) but i don't know it's really it's very enjoyable and um it's wonderful to see them grow and actually learn things it can be hard when you think that they're not listening or absorbing anything you say and then you know occasionally a few weeks later they'll they'll come up with something and and say something that's like oh they they were listening to me which is also scary because you don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> so, um, and then projector, I suppose that's just one way you can help out, you know, people be able to sing. I enjoy singing and it's nice to know the words as well and not have to really think about what, what, are, the, what are the words, what are we singing. You know, you get to really just experience um, the entire worship mm. more smoothly. So why did you start um, doing stuff? Why? <laughs> or serving, yeah, why? What, what was your motivation, do you think? I don't really know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, so you don't know? You just did it? You just did it. Yeah. There you go, everyone. Just do it. <laughs> but <laughs> Being called A little bit it. of that. Um, I enjoy serving people. It's something I is just fulfilling. I feel pretty bored if I don't do something for other people. It's, it's a little yep. bit boring life without it. So. Yeah. So I guess two advantages. One is that, you know, you're serving God in what you do, but then also out of serving, you're actually saying that you get 
a sense of fulfilment as well. Yeah, you do. I mean, it you just feel much better. Yeah. Yeah, mm. nice. I might put this question to Bob now that he's recovered from his teary moment and I'll just remind everyone. <laughs> Bob, how, does, how, do, how do you think serving helps in connecting with the body, the, the other Christians? That's amazing because I was sitting here thinking, um, do I do a shameless plug for, for some of the jobs? Um, if you want to connect with this, uh, the, uh, the, this congregation, there's a couple of places that are absolutely fantastic because I hear people say, oh, I don't know anybody. I haven't been able to, to really meet anybody. You know, I've been said hello to or whatever. But if you um, uh, do the front door, for instance, after, if you do a month of front door, you know everybody in the church. And if you're smiling, they're smiling, and you get to know each other, um, step up, serve communion, take the offering around. There, there are jobs that don't require you to, um, um, to do other, th other than and serve God and be, and be um, uh, you know, have a smile on your face and, and be kind-hearted. But at the same time, you get to see everyone. You get to see their, their eyes and how they're feeling. And um, there's nothing better than when you're immersed in service, how uh, you contact with people. You, you, it's just absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yep. So to answer your question, I don't know what. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's just another benefit of serving, I think, is that we get to know one another. And if you think about a body, it's connected in together. And serving is one of those ways to do that, that we actually start to build connections. And it's true, like, I would say that there's a lot of people that feel lonely, even in a place where they sort of know everyone, that they haven't really connected on any deeper level. And I, I think, you know, one of the things that, that's been impressed on my heart over the years is those that serve together grow together. You know, I don't know if you've ever been out on a, a not even a mission trip, but just camping with people for, for a while or... You know, you've, you've worked with them for a while. It's funny how the bonds begin to grow. You get to know one another. And the thing is that when we first meet people, we don't know them. We're a bit, you know, who are these people? We don't fully trust. But it's that time spent together that actually builds trust or tears it apart, I guess you could also say. But, but on the whole, with, with people, it's, I start to know that person. I'm starting to trust that person. I'm starting to actually look out for it care for that person and that's terrible in this world where we're so self-centered that all of a sudden our heart becomes united with others but that's how God called us that is what community is about working together serving together loving one another serving one another and of course serving God above all a couple of examples Neil if you if we do a serve at the school uh, doing rolling the sausages or whatever and there's usually a crew of about a dozen people. Um, I've met some, some really good friends through that he, here in the church that, that I knew to say hello to, but then you work with them. Um, you're, you're serving people sausages, and then you're all laughing and joking and, and whatever, and it's just a really good way to connect with other people in the church. Um, it's sort of eye-opening. Yeah. All right, so what I might do, we'll just finish up. Um, I'll get you to say something first again and pass it along. 
just give a message to people about what serving God actually has done to your heart. Like I said, when, uh, when I became a Christian, I wanted to do everything I could uh, for Jesus. Um, I think I got a double, triple dose of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it really... Um, a lot of people don't, don't know this, but I was in the Army for 38 years. There's a lot of soldiers that know the old Bob Parrott. To to meet them again when you're a Christian or even to work alongside them when they found out you've become a Christian is just absolute bonus. They see you differently. They see... Um, and number one is... is <laughs> soldiers are pretty judgmental. Um, if they thought that I was putting it on that I was a Christian or whatever, I'd be in real trouble. But... Um, they knew, they could see in everything I did. I'd, I'd, I'd become a different person at work as well. Um, uh, I love serving uh, people because I'm not really serving people, I'm serving God. Um, and he tells me that, he shows me that, he blesses me. Um, I know this is not the offering message, but I can say to you that um, with my giving... And when, when you first become a Christian or go, sitting in church, you're putting 10 cents, 20 cents, you know, any silver you got. And then something happens. Your heart changes. And that's one of the, the biggest things through service. Um, God has shown me that the more I give, and not it doesn't have to be mon you know, money. It can be just the work that we do or whatever, the more I receive. And it just comes in as a huge um, flow. Um, I love serving God because Jesus first served me. Mm. Yeah, nice one. Can I say ditto? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, but also, as Amelia said before, that uh, there is that blessing that comes back and I think there's a... When you really love Jesus, there's a there's a need inside to do it. It's just a it's kind of a compulsion, if you like. Um, and I can't imagine not. I think it's a little bit like my my art is when I'm not doing it, there's this really angst going on inside me, and so unless unless I'm doing something for God, there's this thing going on inside me that makes me really uneasy and uncomfortable so if you're feeling like that do something about it basically mm. <laughs> I think it mainly is that it is so fulfilling I mean you just it's quite a selfish thing in a way <laughs> because you just feel so much better when you do something it's not that you do it because of a selfish motive, but it does really fill you up and it, it completes you a lot. Um, and it does make connections. I don't know, I'm not very good at starting conversations with people, but I know a lot more people simply because I've had to work with them. And that's really nice to know, to know people and to have a way to know people mm. as well. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. And a nice... <laughs> 
Fantastic. Um, I think one of the other things, guys, is that we've sent out a whole list of things. Um, but what Eileen said is actually important as well. Maybe there's something that God's gifted you with that you love. And, and sometimes you're like, oh, we should be doing this. And, and I talked a little bit about that last week. Oh, we should be, we should be, we should be. Well, Eileen was like that. We should be. I was like, do it then. Don't come and tell me. I'm not going to do it. But hey, just give it a try. And, and basically it was like this. Eileen, what's the worst thing that can happen? No one turns up. Big deal. Permission to fail. It's not really fail. But, but where we sometimes don't step out because we're like, oh, but what if no one comes? Everyone will think I'm a loser. You know, well, I've sort of come to this conclusion that if I'm doing something, like what, no matter what it is, like it could even be a prayer meeting, hey, prayer meeting, and I'm the only one there, I'm going to have the best time. <laughs> you know, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to love it. And it's the same with us, you know, like God might put something on your heart and, and you know you should be doing it, just come and see me, step out, say, I really would love to do this. Oh, I'd love to teach some people how to cook. We'll do it. There's a kitchen there. Let me know when. Let's put an announcement out. If no one comes, you have a fun time cooking yourself. It really doesn't matter, but it's about what, what is God actually asking you to do and just doing it. Um, I mean, there's plenty of things I've done that haven't worked. <laughs> I don't care. You know, but guess what? Some things have, and, and God's been really in it. And other times it starts off really hard, very slow, very small, but God builds it because you've been faithful in serving him. So another round of applause. Big one, please, guys, for these people coming up to speak to us today. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, and a blessing to, to you guys as well. Um, and it is so true. The more you give, the more you get, really. That's what God says. <laughs> <laughs> that's it guys um, after church uh, over on there's a table over there with all the different job descriptions if you didn't get the email um, you should if you subscribe to the newsletter um, or if you're on our database uh, you should get it if you don't please just make a note over there so I can look as to why and give you a call during the week why you didn't get it. But I sent out an email, had lots of jobs on it. It's not to overwhelm you. And it may be you looked at it and went, oh, yeah, I can easily do that. I can greet once a month and then I can also do morning tea every second month or whatever it might be. There's things that you can do. It's not like a limiting thing, but um, just have a look. And the people of different ministry areas will be there. You can chat with them if you've got any questions. Um, it's not meant to be hard. It's just not meant to be hard. And... And so we just want to serve and love one another. Uh, let's pray, hey? Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you for every good and perfect gift you give us. Lord, it's not by chance that we're here today. And Father, it's not by chance that you saved us. It was a deliberate plan of yours to send Jesus to die for us. We thank you for it. We thank you that before the world was created, you already came up with a plan to redeem mankind because you saw that we were going to sin and fall short. Uh, Lord, I just want to pray for anyone here this morning that has never given their life to you. Lord, I just pray today would be the day that you come into their heart. And perhaps you're out there this morning and you're like, I think I should become a Christian. I'm just going to pray a prayer. You can pray with me and just ask God to come into your life. You just pray with me. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I pray in the name of of Jesus right now that you would take away my sin 
forgive me of everything I've done wrong. From this day on, I want to live for you. And I just give myself to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. And you might have prayed that prayer this morning. Please talk to your friend that you're with, your family member. Or if you haven't got anyone with you, please come and see me. I'll be up the front at the end here. And maybe you just want prayer for something. Please come up. Um, I'd just like to everyone to just give the feds a hand. So feds, if you don't know, not the federal police. The, the feds is Fellowship Devotion Service. That's the name of our youth group. They put on morning tea for us this morning. Thank you very much. So when you're out there, say good day to them, encourage them, say thank you. Um, and really, I'd say thank you. And thanks, Nikki and Ben, for doing that. All right. Maybe you guys. I should get the school.